AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. Bring spring color inside this season with Bear Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bare Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Hey, dude. The 90s called. With Christine Taylor and David Lasher. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Hey, Dude, the 90s called. I am one of your co-hosts, Christine. And I'm David, your other co-host. <laughs> <I'm David. laughs> By the way, just listening to you do the intro, we talk about how we've had trouble getting voice work. You have a great voice. <laughs> I, I'll take it. I mean, I feel like I I I don't hear it, but I. It's because when you do when you do the intro, it's a different voice. When we're talking just casually, you're Christine. Sort of, but even when I'm auditioning, I'm doing a voice. Like I'm, I'm trying something when I. You were just like, "Hey, everybody!" For well, that because I try to not be so high pitched on the intro to just to spare people like turning their volume it, down. It's like I don't even know you for five seconds. <laughs> I mean, I, I try. I try to have my <laughs> more voice for a minute. Um, <laughs> but sometimes when I'm sick, I get that demi voice mm-hmm. in the in the throat. Um, but. Uh, we have a great guest in our waiting room, so oh, I am yeah. not. Good. We will not um, take too much time. But I wanted to get to our to our totally nineties trivia cards because, as suspected, when I got that that mighty Morphin Power Rangers card last week, 
and nobody knew that. Nobody, I mean, I think only one or two people commented on it, but also I don't even think, yeah, I don't even think that's a 90s show. I'm going to, and then I started to look through the deck and there's some like 80s questions in there. There was a question about Cheers and I was like, Cheers was 80s. Cheers was not 90s. And the, the deck of cards is supposed to be 90s. It's 90s. I'm showing it to you right now. Okay, well, pick a good, like, a I've really got a good one. Right no, I've got a good target. one. I've got a target. I've got a good one. I'm not going to give multiple choice. And I think there will be, everyone's going to know it. I'll see if you know it, though. Um, okay. In Friends. Oh, I know, I know everything about Friends. <laughs> Do you? What was Phoebe's twin sister's name? And I'm not, there's a multiple choice. And if I gave you the multiple choice, I'm sure you would get it. I, I remember, actually knew this. Uh, oh, you did know it? I, I remember that it. episode though. Yes. And I'm, so I'm going to, um, Le- I, I, yeah, of course, Lisa playing. <laughs> Her <laughs> Lisa name was Kudrow. Phoebe Buffet, right? Buffet, Phoebe yes, yes. Buffet. Yes. Um, well, it's an apropos uh, card too, since we, last week we had Dan Bukatinsky on who, you know, just had uh, such great look friends. At you. What a and bridge. Lisa Store. Isn't that a nice bridge? Yeah, a nice little, I love to keep a little thread. Dan was uh, amazing, by the way. <laughs> Dan so, was so I left the entire time. So much fun. So actually, while we're doing this, because the next question is friends related also, this is, this, any fans could do the math, so I won't give multiple choice either, but how many friends episodes are there in the full series. So it gives numbers. I'm not going to give them because people, all people really have to do is sort of <laughs> multiply. So this is a bonus episodes. question. There's, there's, it's a bonus question. Uh, okay. If, people feel like if you it. get both of them right, what do they win, Christine? That's the thing. I know. We don't have we, prizes. We should come we'll up with, to, we need we prizes. We need up. some Hey Dude 90s called merch or something. <laughs> we do. Um, all right. We are, uh, we've got our, our get, David, why don't you, Intro yeah, our guest. I will say our our guest Scott Grimes is uh, one of uh, one of my oldest friends and and honestly one of the most working actors over all you know decades that I've ever met and he's so kind and impressive and professional and talented and uh, I can't wait to meet him. This is going to be good. Let's welcome Scott Grimes. Oh, <laughs> what is that? It's Antonio Banderas. Oh my! God. You know what's so funny? You know what's funny? <laughs> I, I, I did that so long ago. No. I'm so sorry. And just about two seconds ago, I was like, holy shit. Are they going to think it's Antonio Banderas? That change. is hilarious. <clears throat> you don't change it. Do not change it. It is so, it is so you, man. Scotty Sexy Grimes. Antonio? Come on. Oh, my God. I forgot all about that. Scott Christopher Grimes. Guys, I'm so nervous. No, stop it. You're, you, first of all, you're... In a, you've got a great setup. I see it. You've got a great mic. You've got your headphones on because you're a voiceover actor, David. All this elusive job that David and I want on any show. Oh, you should. Uh, you you guys aren't doing that. No one wants us. No, we can't get that. <laughs> we can't. We can't get arrested on a on an animated show. I'll be honest with you. Nobody really wants me either. I just I got I knew Seth MacFarlane very young, so that was it. Because I don't really do anything except for one voice, really. You know. Scotty, oh, I hey, gotta say, that's all you need. It's, it's so good to see you, man. Thank you for coming on the show, Christine. He sends me he sends me really supportive texts, like in depth about how we make guests comfortable and so true. I, dude, I can't thank you enough, and I feel the same about you and all of your work. So I love that you reach out in that way. You know, 
Thanks, man. Thanks very much. I'm so excited to meet you. I feel like I like know you. I said to David right before you came in, like, I know you, but I don't know you. Like, I've watched you forever. No, we've definitely never met. And I even looked up, uh, you you know, just to be because I watched you guys' show and obviously all your careers. um, And there's nobody that like I've worked with that you guys have worked with really, truly. We just have we're just friends through Scott Campbell, buddy, right? That's and, crazy because you are like Kevin Bacon. I mean, seriously, you you've worked you with really almost are. everybody. I was I was playing this game the other day with my buddy Ross. We were watching the Golden Globes at at a bar, and he said, and it sounds kind of posh to, to say this, you know, but it's true. I'm like everybody that came up on that stage could be connected. Like, oh, I know that writer from the da 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 da. And I wasn't doing it. It's just how long I've been doing it. Right? It's just you. That's yes. Yep. Yeah. The, You've well, been doing this since you were so little. Let me just say for our listeners, let me give you a little intro because we, we need to let people know. The, Scott Grimes, uh, the things that are, are most impressive to me are the longevity you've created in your career. Thank you. Um, the fact that you have uh, collaborated with some of the greatest people, uh, the most talented people in our business who you continue to work with over and over again, whether it's Russell Crowe or Seth MacFarland, um, or our good friend Graham Yost, who was yeah. on here the other day, who was like, oh yeah, Band of Brothers, and then he, we, on Justified. Justified, and right. That says so much about you, man, as, as, a, as an actor, as a professional, um, that the, everyone wants to continue working with you. Um, and <laughs> I, I'm just so, uh, I want our audience to know how impressed I am with you, because it's really, it's very rare what you've created right. for yourself. That is sweet of you to say. I'm also very cheap. I think that's <laughs> what it When everyone else passes. That's when, it. When did you two meet? Fill uh, me in on Scotty your Scotty Campbell, man. Scotty, we got to give a sh- So we do have to, Scott Michael Campbell, great actor. And I was, my introduction to you, David, was first of all, I knew who you were, but I was making a pilot with Campbell in Vancouver and we became close friends over this two week period. And then... He immediately got this movie that you guys did called The Flood, right? Yeah. Yep. And I was so jealous because I was so close with him. I was black. And now he's going off with David Lasher to Australia to do this movie. I'm like, well, that's our friendship's over. He's going to meet David. They're going to become best friends, which you did. <laughs> but uh, I was really, so my kind of introduction to you was that I was like, who, this bastard, he's going to take my friend away. So oh that, my gosh. Yeah. And then when you guys came back from doing The Flood, um, we, yeah, we all kind of hung out and you guys, yeah, I remember. Was this a 90s friendship? 90s? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I turned, Christine, I turned 21 on the flood. My birthday was in Australia and yeah, I oh, came so back. that was and- like, right, yeah, that was, oh my gosh, that was early 90s, yes. Uh, and yeah, then, but- were, you, were you already doing uh, Blossom? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. You know what, it was weird. I, I had, uh. I was on hiatus from Blossom when I did the flood. I came home from the flood and Campbell and I were living in the Oakwood apartments together. That's right. Oh boy. It and always we, comes back to the Oakwood apartments. Does. And here's the other story that I remember and take this the right way, David, because I really looked up to you. I remember playing basketball at the Oakwood apartments oh, with yeah. you guys, and you and Stoinoff were in the middle of renegotiating your contract for Blossom. And I'll never <laughs> forget 
Like I didn't, I didn't negotiate anything at the time. People, you know, they hired you. You took what I took what they offered and that was it. So I was like, these guys are so cool. They're negotiating their contract, hanging out, playing ball. I got to take this guy's. It's my agent with the new offer. I thought it was the coolest thing. You will remember that story, but yeah, I do. <laughs> oh yeah. I followed story and I was lead. He was hardcore. I can tell. <laughs> BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, and then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, Hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
there's no way we can get all of this in in one hour. So I want to I want to speed go through. Oh, yeah. I want to start back to because Christine and I have talked to guests and Christine lived in Pennsylvania. I lived in Westchester. We would go into the city, run around on auditions. I want to know how you started from from, you know, South Boston and yeah. and how how you, you know, you, you got into the, the Broadway show nine and and how it started for you. Okay, I'll make this as quick as possible. My parents and I took a train one weekend to go to New York City just for fun. My sister, my dad, and my mom. And uh, we like, we got off the train. We, it was like a Saturday afternoon. We're walking, seeing all the sights, doing all the things. And there was a sign outside of the 46th Street Theater, which is now, I believe, called the Richard Rogers. Um, and it just said, come in and sing for this audition. And we were like, yeah, cool. I'm going to go in and sing this song on Saturday afternoon. 20 minutes later, Tommy Toon, who some people remember, a huge brother, no. came outside and said to my parents, you're not going home for a year. We start previews on Monday. No. I moved into the show. Shut up. No. And I won. The show won Best Musical uh, like seven weeks later. Yeah. So that was, I didn't go home for a year. That's how I started. And you guys know, I wasn't an actor. I was just this little singer. I was a terrible actor, in fact. Uh, But in New York, when you're doing a Broadway show, what do you do during the day? You audition for commercials. So I started acting, you know, as my acting thing became like how to sell this mustard and paper towel. (laughs) That's how I became an actor. That's it. But you knew how to sing clearly at a young age. Yeah, I was doing kind of local theater uh, outside of Boston. Yeah. So that was the beginning. You just loved the music. You were, it just, it. was it natural or were you taking lessons at a young age? And did you dance too? It was did natural. You? I think it was natural. And, and then the lessons came and we would mm-hmm. go, we would go to Worcester, Massachusetts every weekend. My dad and I, I'd take like, no, I didn't start dance yet until I did another Broadway show and they forced me to, because I was not a good dancer. Probably still am not, but I became <laughs> like a great tap dancer for this other show after nine so it was all, it was all really, everything came from singing. Once I opened my mouth and sang, they went, well, but he can't do this other stuff. And they'd be like, it doesn't matter because he can sing. We'll teach him all the other stuff. And that was basically. Well, my I know you have two loves. I mean, you've had, you, you, you've created some amazing music and put out albums. I, which is, which is your right now, which is your favorite love? If you could pursue either one. Well, I'm, yeah, it's. It would always be music because that's where I'm most comfortable. You know, what we what we all do best is what we're most comfortable doing. You right. know, I, I think so. Like being on a stage and singing. That's what it's I love. Second nature for you. Kind of second nature. I'm really comfortable up there. But, you know, I never I was I was caught in between that kind of pop star thing. I was, you know, already acting and people don't want us. They didn't anyway. Wanted to see an actor that looked like me up there trying to you know be a rock star. So. Oh, but your music was amazing, yeah. man. I know we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll get into that, but yeah, but, we have to get into that. Yes, for sure. But then can can I cut to Critters 1 and 2? Was that like your big, uh, <laughs> you, now you were, now you were broken into acting. Yeah. I did a bunch of like Christmas movies as a, as a little cute redhead. And then, yeah, I got, but here's the thing. Critters was like, again, I think they offered it to like Sean Astin and Sean went to do Goonies, which I auditioned for and didn't get. So he kind of screwed me on both things, right? <laughs> well, kind of. But he, you know, he I, he, I did Critters because he did. So I wasn't the first choice for Critters. And they even put big old, if you watch that movie today, I have horrible shoulder pads on because they were trying <laughs> to make me look bigger because uh, I was a little thing. Uh, but, but yeah, Critters, I think, would be the start of, yeah. That was your start. Scotty Campbell, I, I called him before this interview and we just went over like, am I missing anything here? And he said, 
asked Scotty Grimes about the story of Goonies and what did you shout out in, in the movie, The Goonies? Was there something that happened there? No, it, I think what, I don't know what he's talking about. Well, it's Scott Campbell, first of all. It could be, he knows everything. I mean, is it maybe just the story that you told about <laughs> not getting cast in it? And it Okay, never mind. And doing critters instead? You know, what probably, you know what he's probably talking about? I went to see Goonies with, this isn't even, for some reason I went to see Goonies with Dolph Lundgren in Sweden. Okay, and wait. I swear to God. Just stop oh, for a yeah, second. Yeah, what we got to go back to the Bob Hope tour. We're missing <laughs> that, so that, much that. shirt. Yeah, yeah. That, that would be that. So maybe he's talking about that. Maybe he's talking, yeah. There's so many weird people that when I bring it up, I'm like, holy crap, that sounds strange. Dolph Lundgren. Yes. So so was the Bob, go, let's go to the Bob Hope specials. Was yeah. the, though That was a time, that was, because I, I remember I had a roommate, my roommate Martha, who was a soap star, she got invited onto one of the Bob Hope specials. I I remember them in the nineties. Like, yeah. I don't know how long, when they started or how long they went, but how did you I would get do, into that? Well, remember I'm, I'm, I'm acting, I'm doing like the critters things, but at the same time I'm, I'm involved in like AIDS benefits and singing with singing. The, right. Yeah. So we'd go, we'd show up and I was doing the show in Arizona and the table in front of me as I'm singing Somewhere with a Rainbow is Elizabeth Taylor and Bob Hope and Merv. Oh, my God. It's, it's a table, man. And afterwards, I got a phone call. And my, I remember in my parents' kitchen in Studio City. And it was Bob Hope on the phone. Like, I'd like you to come do some shows with me. And that turned into two years of USO shows and television shows. And I was nobody. It's not like they were, he was selling. And here's the guy from this. It was just about the singing. And I went everywhere with him. He had a little private. Wow. And, and it was uh, awesome. Just because of because pure talent, it was right, he he people that were talent. talented, and and that's what that was a different time back then. And like again, the Merv Griffin part of it, I did Merv Griffin fourteen times, and wasn't even selling anything. Like I wasn't going on there because I did an episode of Who's the Boss. I was going on because Merv went, and now Scott Grimes is going to sing a song. It's just a the cool. It was a cool time. That is so cool, and and um. Dolph Lundgren was also well, invited we did, as well. We did, we did a show for the King and Queen of Sweden. Like uh, it was, it was aired, and and the whole thing was like Bob Hope is you know gonna. It was like a variety show, and Dolph Lundgren was big at the time, having Rocky. Ivan Drago. Yeah, so we went of to movies. We went to see Goonies in Sweden, and we went to see Rocky, the one that he was in. I think it was four, and uh, I just remember sitting next to Dolph Lundgren going to see Goonies and Rocky. That's I mean, it. the fact that you were sitting next to the star of Rocky Four at the peak of the Rockies, like that must have been the coolest. The coolest. It really was. But anyway, he, but the other side of it is when he made the He-Man movie, which you're not allowed to call it, apparently. I saw him at like a party. He walked in with Grace Jones. I'm still a kid. And I'm like, Dolph, congratulations on He-Man. And he looked at me and he goes, we don't call it that. It is Masters of the Universe. And he walked away from me. So I don't think we're friends anymore. Oh, <laughs> shoot. Oh, the wrong thing. Damn it. <laughs> I would have messed no. with him. Um, Wait, before we move forward, though, too, I'm seeing that you also worked with Mickey Rooney. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did a movie called It Came Upon a Midnight Clear that still airs every Christmas. It was a TV movie of the week. And you guys remember when they used to spend money on TV movies of the week. Yes. Sure. Huge. And yeah, I did. Uh, we did three months in New York City, and uh, he played my grandfather. It's kind of a cool movie. And he was a yeah, he was a lovely man. I can say. Did you? Have you worked with Mickey? 
we well he yeah, he Ben works with him in in the first night at the museum, and then Ben brought him in on Tropic Thunder in right. a, a sequence that's cut out of the movie. It sort of was going to be a trailer for the simple Jack. You know, they they had these full trailers for each of those each of the characters' movies, and the simple Jack trailer had Mickey Rooney and his wife and me and Justin Thoreau and. And we had, had this day, like shooting on a ranch up, you know, north of L.A. And, How was he for you? Oh, my, well, he was old. He was older at that, at that point. I can't um, believe he was still alive during Tropic Thunder. Yeah, so he was he weaker. Was, he was, he was weaker, but he was pretty sharp and loved to tell, like, would t- and so little. Yeah. Like, just so, so little. little, but just... um with his wife, lo- like just love telling stories and, you know, just tell me a lot. It, and the only reason I said weaker is because if Mickey Rooney had to pat you on the back in a scene, like, come on, kid, he hits you so hard. <laughs> only thing I remember if he had to do like, come on, because I'm his grandson, he'd smack you so hard. <laughs> I didn't know if that was like making up for maybe he's little, but it, it, I was scared by the second month of making that movie. I'm like, please don't have him touch me. Please don't. Well, I think in Night of the Museum, in, in the Night of the Museum, they sort of wrote him yeah, as right. that kind of character too, because he had that in him. Yeah. Um, but oh wow, what what an amazing. Have experience. you guys ever heard Dana Carvey do an impression of Mickey Rooney? Oh God, <laughs> Dana, Dana Carvey. One of his first movies was with Mickey Rooney, and he does this impression that's so freaking funny. I was the biggest star in the world. Bam, the world. <laughs> Right. <laughs> you know um, the you know the camera move called the Mickey Rooney? No. This is real. I'm not this don't think I'm a mean person. I was on the set and the guy's like, oh, we're gonna Mickey Rooney right in there. And I'm like, what does that mean? He goes, Oh, it's a, it's a little creep. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, and it sounds mean, no. but it's a spirit. They call the Mickey Rooney a little creep. Oh, I'm gonna well, listen I mean, for that. He's yeah, <laughs> he's the quintessential child movie star, right? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I, you know, Scott, another thing uh, about you that is so impressive is that you've seemed to have gotten jobs that we all got as a guest star, and then you work on them for five, six, seven years. Yeah. So, and, and that also is this testament what you did that first week. And let's go. Can we go into Party of Five? Yeah, Party of Five. I was hired for the pilot. Now, I had done Birdland with Scott Campbell. So, my, oh, career, yeah. my career has literally been. I got this because of this and I got this because of this and it goes all the way to Band of Brothers but I did Birdland and then Birdland was the same writers as Party of Five and they said come do the pilot I did the pilot two scenes and the show gets picked up and they yeah they brought me on as a regular so that was uh first and then that Party of Five turned into Band of Brothers because Meg Lieberman so it was one thing after the other um but I have been very lucky to go from they you know I just don't I think I I don't get in the er is the, is the next kind of iteration of when that and that one was kind of huge right. because i did audition for er and went i was supposed to do two episodes and quit like kill some patient and you know if you kill a patient on er you're probably not going to stick around <laughs> <laughs> no, right? and then i do i kill this patient i leave and the there's a gr- like a grip comes up to me and goes i read the the fourth episode and you're in it i'm like how the hell am I in it? I'm doing my my storm out getting fired scene right now. They brought me back again because they were going to kill me in a helicopter crash. It was very famous in season nine or ten. And John Wells, I think, looked at all the money. And when it came up to this episode of me dying from this helicopter, I think he said, well, Scott Grimes is cheap. 
and this guy we're going to kill because he's uh, 200 grand an episode. So I stayed up. And so yeah, they, man, listen, oh, you, you keep saying that you were lucky and that you were cheap, but I yeah. got to disagree because, and for our listeners, you get cast in a two line role. If you crush it and you show up and give it everything you got, look what happens. The yeah. casting director or the director or the writer you go on and on and on. Just yeah, you make great- that impression, and it's just it snowballs. I guess so. I'm I'm not allowed to uh, admit that, uh, but thank you for saying that. And then this was like a, they that turned into two episodes turned into seven years on ER. On ER, yeah. unbelievable. With with both of the with Party Five and with ER, Scott, because you had been working so much and in so many different things. When you when those shows and I know Party of Five came first, did that change? Like, were you so recognized? Was it a different sort of level of now I'm actually getting recognized because I'm on this huge hit show and this is so different, but I've been doing this forever. Yeah, uh, definitely. Party of Five started that. And because and, you know, Scotty Wolf, you know, those guys became so huge, Matt Fox and Scott Wolf. That, you know, I'm just standing next to them on the show and I happen to be the best friend of the show and a redhead. I think the, the red hair had a lot to do with how <laughs> you stand out in the crowd. No, like I've been to amusement parks with Russell Crowe. And now once they recognize Russell Crowe, then it's a chaos. But people be sitting there talking to Russell and I and be like, come up to me and be like, oh, I love you. And the da, 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 da. And I'm helping them going, look to my right, dude. It's right. <laughs> um, but I think it is the red hair. I think you, it immediately kind of, it's shiny. Uh, so yeah, but, you're spotable. You're spotable. It, like, I remember that. It was around the party of five time. You know, who's the how, boss was, I was, how was your experience on that show? Because uh, Scotty Wolf has been on here a couple of yeah. times and, uh, you know, he, he has just the greatest things to say about that experience. Oh, it was great, man. I think it taught me how to be whatever actor I am today, whatever that is, you know, and I mean that in the in the know what know what the camera people are doing, know what this know how to do this know all, the technical stuff as well. Mm. And and because I was. I don't remember how old it was, 19, 20. And it's that shift right there where you're like, okay, am I going to be an actor anymore? Because I was a kid actor. Difficult to make that adjustment. Oh, yes. Yep. And that show was that adjustment. I think that's what the show was about. It was this coming of age kind of show. And uh, luckily, accidentally, I think I just learned a lot. And that was the bridge between Mickey Rooney and, you know. Sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, our, our, a writer that we've worked with, Lisa Malamed, was on Party of Five. And she also said, yeah, Lisa's the greatest. But she also said she, that was for her, like learning what she wants to write, the type of writing she wants to do. And yeah, um, and everybody was so good. And watching those guys, you know, it's, it's neat to watch people and fame. Because I, again, and you're going to, yeah, I, I could sit back on that one and see the, the, what, what, what Nev and Scott and Matt. Right. Lacey became and it was neat to watch them you know yeah it blew up that out yeah it did and then uh being recognized was awesome yeah i I, mystery alaska (laughs) my favorite thing i've ever done ever christine you got to hear about this movie because this was this was like a white squall type situation where every young actor wanted to get in this thing it was russell crowe it was hockey it was it was who who was it uh jay roach right and Dave and Jay Roach directed it, and Dave Kelly. Yeah. Kelly David Kelly, Kelly. yes. Yeah, tell, I loved tell us this about movie. That. I remember yeah. this movie. I loved it. Was it was originally called The Game, and then The Game came out with with Mike um, 
Michael, Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas, yeah. Him, yeah. They had to change it to Mystery Alaska. Not many people saw that movie at all, but it was the greatest time I ever had. And 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 you 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 guys know this too. The one show or thing you do where everybody's still friends today. You know, yep. everybody like we are as close as can be. And that again started my you know relationship with Russell, music and and movies. Yeah. So was that because he just I, I mean, we in our household are love Russell Crowe. <laughs> we're fascinated by Russell Crowe. Ben, in fact, was going to they were potentially going to work on something together. And then the scheduling didn't happen. But it's just like there's an obsession in our household of Russell Crowe. So <laughs> I need to hear more about this and how it was because that was like Mystery Alaska was sort of like the he was sort of at his peak. Right. Was that? No, he had just. It was. It was before Gladiator. Yeah, was it, just, okay. Before Gladiator, he had just been nominated for L.A. Confidential. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. That was kind of the break. Right. Pick of movies. He was. Right. And he chose this. It you know it was probably a little bit of money involved too, but he chose this tiny little script that he said he read four hundred scripts and he picked Mystery Alaska. Um, and it was it was yeah that was it's so funny that you say that Christine because I think and we all think that that character that Robert Downey played was uh, based on Russell Crowe. And it's neat to see who Russell was then when that came out and who he is now. Cause he, he hated it when it, came, when it came out. And now he's like, Oh, I see it. That's funny. That's funny stuff. Right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Um, but he was, yeah, the start of our uh, friendship. Was, yeah. Talk about your friendship with Russell Crowe. Cause I know not only, you know, he, he, he brought you in to do Robin hood, but like you guys were in a band together, right? With the, Band of Thieves, or what was it? It was, uh, well, the Grumpy. You're thinking, of t- <laughs> I'm, I'm confusing the two. Are you kidding, you're combining groups? 30, no, he, we did. We started in a group called 30 Odd Foot of Grunts. So yes, were, yes. Um, <laughs> and then I was just playing on that, writing songs with him. And then now we have a thing called uh, uh, Indoor Garden Party, which is, uh, yeah, you can, I don't know what it means either. So don't worry. Uh, and we just travel and sing and write songs. And we have, you know, we made a couple of records. Uh, so, but that started on Mystery Alaska. I would, cause it was, you know, 50 below in Calgary. And I would just get together with everybody every night and play guitar and sing. Jam sessions. Yeah. There's and no better jam, Right. A location jam session. I say it because Ben just worked on a movie out of town and he's a drummer uh-huh. and he got a set of drums and, at the crew like he got the when you have a crew and you're on a location and there's yeah, nothing to do on drummer. the weekends and the drummer is important because it's like the goalie you don't play <laughs> hockey without a goalie man. <laughs> so <laughs> true he wants to keep the jam sessions going in our life and i was like okay but we really don't have the band like you've got to bring in some here's what you gotta you know, do here's, here's what you gotta do first and i have it upstairs in, in my house uh i have a jam room and it's wired meaning there's speakers in the thing. All the guitars are hooked up. There's a piano and everything is wired. Then people will come. Then they will come. Wire it and they will come. They will. That's it. And Christine, you'll be up all night with the drums pounding above your head. Oh, man. I'll I'll do tambourine. I said I'll do backup vocals and tambourine. Oh, they're the shaker. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the shaker. (laughs) So really, it wasn't, it was, again, it wasn't acting. It was kind of music that uh, Russell and I, ended up bonding over, you know, um, and that turned into other, you know, Robin Hood, obviously it was, he thought was going to be very musical. So I would have never gotten Robin Hood ever. In fact, you worked with Ridley, right? I felt the whole yeah. time Ridley and I are friends now, 
But the whole time we're making Robin Hood, I could sense Ridley did not have, he did not, his choice was not me and Kevin Durant and Alan Doyle for the Merry Men. It was Russell's choice. Hmm. Ridley would have obviously hired, you know, uh, uh, British guys or Scottish guys, you know. Um, so I, fe- I spent that whole movie going, sorry, Ridley, I'm just following my friend. You know, <laughs> thanks for the opportunity. But, but you said that that movie was meant to be more musical? Yeah, it was meant to be a lot of things. It was supposed, we were all supposed to just, yeah, there was a bunch of scenes cut. Well, I, I, I sang a whole song. Interesting, you know, really? Yeah, I sing this song that Russell wrote. You know, a hundred extras in this square where uh, Maid Mary, they're dancing, and I sing this big song. It was cut, because, and I'm glad Ridley cut it because it did not belong in this in this movie. Uh, but yeah, it was supposed to be a little bit more musical. Oh, well, that's why they cast you, right? I mean, yeah. Russell was like, my yeah. friend is going to crush this. Yeah. And yeah. And and also it's it's the hang for Russell, right? He's he surrounds himself with people that are just a good hang and maybe like to have a drink or two with him. Christine, <laughs> come on. Tell, we talk about this all the time, that it's the in-between moments. It's the it's, hang. It's the hang. It's not, that's what the, we as, there's something about who, how we are wired as actors that just, it's about like, human connection and just like getting to know these people and 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 when you're only with people for a certain amount of time like you realize that it's finite you know and then you're gonna go back into your lives so you're like we gotta do stuff we gotta, we gotta it comes, hang out it comes across too you know and the camera can pick that up I think yeah that- totally yeah if, if a crew and a cast are and a director are gelling yeah it comes across absolutely BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, And then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. 
The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I.com. And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Let's talk about ER because you ended up years on that show. I know we touched on it, but how were you cast on it? What were you supposed to do? And how did it turn into what it turned into? You know, I... I auditioned. I remember the audition in front of John Wells and Chris Chulak. And I was saying the lines in the first episode were all medical, like sats are <laughs> dropping, you know, it's, just, it's just so impossible. I, I'm sweating thinking about it. I, know, I remember I those auditions where it's, it's like a vocabulary you don't know, but you have to come in like fully memorized. Right. You know what I mean? Don't mess it up. Do not improvise. Exactly. And, and oh, this, I'm yeah. getting sweaty thinking about it. <laughs> and also, you know, you, you, you have to pretend to be a doctor for four minutes in front of these people. Uh, who, and doctors have you know spent their lives in, in, in school and waited in that and you're trying to sell it. But the great thing is, is Chris Chulak was a huge fan of Band of Brothers. So and he didn't even know I was coming in. And he was I could see in his face. He wasn't really listening to me act. He was saying, oh, that's the guy uh, from Band of Brothers. And so halfway through my like. VPs, 108 over 20. He, he goes, all right, I know this is tough, man. I, I'd love to work with you. You're Band of Brothers. You got it. Like, he told me right there that I had gotten this. Oh, two, wow. Two These are like yeah. fantasy stories, okay? <laughs> Literally, you, Tommy Toon, just coming out and saying to your parents, you're not leaving. Like, who does that happen to? No. Auditioning for ER, where you're stopped mid-audition, and they tell you, no, 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 you're, it, I, this is, you got it. Like, I, that, that's never happened. You know what's also great about it? If it had been, if they were looking for a regular for seven years on that show, I wouldn't have gotten it. All these sure. other factors would have get, gotten in the way, looks and stuff like that, uh, that would that I wouldn't have gotten it. So that kind of the it's it, it's the it's the it's the little it's the guy that kind of makes his way and quietly. <laughs> but how did so it was supposed to be two episodes? Two episodes, yeah. It turned into seven. And years. then how, when did you find out and and how did it grow into all those years? The I was told later that I was there. They 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 I rode the show for a year and a half just as a guest star. And I was there to facilitate the other actors. I was there to, to there for to help their storylines to be this. And by the way, that's not the worst job. It's oh, not the thanks. easiest, but especially when you've done a couple episodes and you've got a little rhythm and you get to go off to, in your life. And then they call and they're like, hey, 
We'd love to have you. Like that's kind of a and, great and, thing. And the other actors are George Clooney and yeah. Juliana Margulies <laughs> and Anthony <laughs> Edwards, right? I mean, yeah. but I also loved making them. And I don't mean that they they made themselves look good, but my character was such a a, a, a dork and a jerk that I made them look like heroes, and they loved it. They were like, "Cool, keep this that's a great. That's a great role." Yeah, right. And then um, I was doing this scene, this funny scene with Linda Cardellini. And where she, I, I'm choking on these French fries and they're one of their big directors, Jonathan Kaplan, who directed a lot of ERs. They called lunch and he comes over to me and he whispers and he says, go call your agent and tell them you want to be a regular. They're going to make you a regular. And I, oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. and I was like, what do I do here? Like, because I had been told that if you do that on ER, if you say I want to raise, you're out. I mean, they're just going to write you out. So I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. But I was outside of a Benihana about two weeks later. I know it's not a great place to be. And my phone <laughs> rang and they asked me to be a, a regular. Yep. Uh, wow. And I turned so many like episodic things down uh, and the money for ER wasn't great. Those, those years I wasn't a regular and I kept telling my agents, I want to be on this show. I really think something's going to happen. And they're like, no, man, this never happens. They never make anybody a regular just by being a guest star. And ha ha ha. <laughs> wow I showed them i showed them and who else did our did our friend kelly martin yep i was Come after on. her they killed her off okay because christine's very uh, christine scott and kelly are very very close friends very close yeah <clears throat> we have to have kelly on i know we talked about that oh, last yeah. year i haven't seen kelly in years but kelly was like one of the first people i met when i you know moved to la and we were friends for for a while but she and she's so good i mean the best. that cast was so good linda is so good like that was an early linda cardellini role who and like everything i've seen her in since yeah, and she, by the way her on freaks and geeks i was obsessed amazing. as well but then for her to start turning you know she's so good comedically and dramatically so it's they cast great people on that show yeah they were really good at that and anybody that you know didn't fit and i saw a lot of people come and go from er because they walked in Actors that I won't even say who were supposed to be regulars, three episodes, and because they mouthed off too early about certain things, they were gone. And these are huge people. These are stars now. It's a that looked like one of the hardest shows. You know, walking, talking, and that sort of dialogue, and the movement of the show. You're like a little cog in this gigantic uh, setup. Every take, not not every actor can do that. I, you know, I'm gonna half agree with you and half disagree with you. I think given the practice, I think a lot of people would be surprised that, 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 that they could easily do it because it is this thing that is... It's, it's like a ballet. Like a choreography. A, chore yeah. a choreographed yeah. piece. Yes. And, you know, no, watching someone like Noah Wiley is the reason, another one of the reasons why they probably made me a regular because I watched him and I was like, I'm going to do everything that he's doing with the confidence he's doing it, with the subtleties he's doing it, because it seems like he knows, and obviously playing Carter and, and how good he was. So I, why, and he helped me through it. I think my character on that show was inept and mm. no. Noah's character was like, Morris, no, it's like this. So I had it a little easier. Right? Oh, you can, you can rely on that. Yeah. I'm not supposed to know what to do. <laughs> In fact, here's a funny story. When John Stamos started the show, he couldn't say any of the words. He couldn't say the long medical stuff. So he walked up to the writer 
And he said, hey, I have an idea for my character, Gates. He's the guy that can't pronounce anything right. Because he didn't want him to write it all. It's like, no, dude, that's, that's how it works. You Stay have to go to med school, then you become an intern. You, you know these things. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but try. that becomes a, co- a comedic part of the show. It could have been, but they were like, no, no, you got to do the work, buddy. <laughs> BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. If you struggle to get in shape and lose weight, I'm about to change your life. I'm Carl, the CEO of Body, and I don't like working out and eating healthy either. So here's how I get myself to do it. I make myself own the morning. And by the morning, I mean the first hour or so every day. It's not family time. It's not for scrolling social media. It's for my results and my health. And man, does it work. Every day, I get out of bed, drink a health shake I made the night before, And then I go crush a workout in the body app and just follow along day by day. Before most people are even out of bed, I'm done for the day. So here's my offer to you. The next 500 people who go to body.com will get 65% off a full year of access to over 120 programs. 65% because I want you to start now and see how fast the pounds come off and the muscles start popping. And if they don't, Hey, you get your money back. Just go to body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot And let's own the morning together and get healthy and fit. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. 
I'm just shocked by, like, I don't understand just as an actor, just as a person that like when you said people come in and just would mouth off or probably just have very strong opinions on how their character should, you know, when you you come in, that's what I mean. Who does that on a show that by the way, what season did you come in on? So it's not, it wasn't a new show. No, I came in season nine, I believe it had already been going. It's, it's, it had been going, you come in and, and you respectfully, yeah. Do the I think, work, I, I think, think, right? You collaborate. There's a difference between collaboration and ideas and tossing around ideas and then like mouthing off or having an opinion, too strong an opinion. And that's the thing. I mean, and ego, ego is what it is, right? It's ego and it might be making up for you're uncomfortable. You're not a great actor. I mean, I never know why people do what they do when yeah. they and, and, and make a fuss, but that was not the show to do that because they were already such a well-oiled machine. Everything about it was so perfect. Yeah. Well, Christine, we've seen that. We've seen, you know, great actors, you know, uh, I, I've been working, I've worked with actors that missed the run through in front of the network and had excuses or whatever. It's like, who does that? But yeah. Scott Grimes doesn't do that. And doesn't. if, uh, it's it's a work ethic. I mean, we talked about showing up on time. Christine said uh, her both her kids are in, interested in acting, and and they teach them that um, early, early is, on, is time on time and on time, on time. is late. On right? Time is late. Right? Exactly. I things, love it. Things you always, learn is always always be kind to the crew. That's been my thing. I didn't do it on purpose. I did realize years later that it's very advantageous to you. So it could be construed as selfish, but I did it out of my, you know, how I felt. And I wanted to be nicer to the people that work longer hours than me. And and here's why you're going to work with these people again. And it's going to be on something that you're really nervous about and you need to be good. And they're going to take care of you. And that happened to me very recently. Uh, we'll get into that another time, but where, you know, you meet a, a couple crew members and they're like, you were nice to me now. I'm going to make you feel comfortable in this uncomfortable situation. So it's unfathomable that that people would have any other stance than that attitude, but yes. But yeah. Um, Listen, band of brothers. I know we, we passed over it to get to ER, but um, that must've been one of the unique, the most unique uh, productions ever. Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, um, you know, Graham Yost and, and, What a spectacular series. Yeah. What can you tell us about that? Um, well, and take this the right way. I, I hated, I, I look back now and it re, it made me a, like a true man. I know it's weird that you can do something as an actor and it changes who you are as a, as a, as a man, but that did that caught, that taught me discipline and, oof, but I didn't love it. I had, had just had a year old, my daughter had just turned a year. And oh, we, were, right. we were moving to England for a year and it was such a, t- it was such a time in my life that I didn't want to do that. And Band of Brothers, when you're watching Band of Brothers and there's two guys talking in the foreground and there's 200 people in the background, we are those 200 people. You worked every day on that show. Uh, there wasn't. Seriously. A, and so we're always doing two episodes at the same time. So you'd look at a call sheet and go, I'm not working tomorrow. And they go, no, you're working tomorrow. Look at the second call oh, sheet. Oh, man. So the hour we get picked up at three thirty in the morning, and we there were they, the rules for SAG actors back then were terrible. So there was no turnaround. Uh, there was no. It wasn't like there was. It was like a nine hour turnaround. But they didn't include the driving time. So you'd get home, you get five hours of sleep, you right up again. So I did not absolutely adore making Band of Brothers, having done it now and seen what it's how it's kind of 
become what it's become after 20 years. I'm just so proud and honored to be a part of it. I never complained, never said anything, but I, hindsight, I really was not. I was happy to go home when that was over because it was a very difficult shoot. Which you should. Oh my god, you probably didn't sleep no. ever. To, for a to year, go home and then have a one-year-old <laughs> and I the hours were probably completely off yeah i remember on weekends just jogging just to stay in shape and it was in a cloud every weekend that kind of cloud and it was also the worst weather england had seen in like a century <laughs> of course <laughs> yeah oh. exactly it was a one-year production yeah wow Ooh. i've never heard of that and and scotty campbell told me that he came out a couple of times and just like I'm with you. I loved it because what Scotty Campbell did really helped me. He brought his luggage, put it in my flat, and then traveled Europe. Right, but right. <laughs> when I come home at night, I look in the bedroom where his luggage was. I'm like, my buddy's luggage is there, even if he wasn't there. <laughs> I know he's somewhere nearby. Yep. He's in a country nearby. He'd leave. He'd leave with like brown hair, and I remember. <laughs> never forget this. And he called me on my cell phone. Like, I just landed. I'm from Amsterdam. And he's walking across the street. I'm looking out my window and he has bleached blonde hair. I'm like, well, he just had a great time wherever he found himself. <laughs> oh, and, my God. Cool. I, yeah. Yeah. He, he said he went home at one point, And then your wife at the time called him and said, you know what, Scotty really would love you to come back. <laughs> That's exactly right. And he was <laughs> a rock, man, because, yeah, it wasn't a, it wasn't a great time, but I'm happy happy to to have done it and it was a great experience working with well them. yeah i mean that's that's a project that will be appreciated for for generations um yeah can we get into uh seth mcfarland sure is 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 this some I, I think it's an amazing collaboration from american dad family guy the orville the yeah. new ted series is phenomenal i haven't laughed that hard in a long time but what is the what is the what brings you two together over and over? Well, we were friends. Uh, we, we have a mutual friend, Kim Furtman. Oh, Kimmy Parks. Kimmy Parks. Who was oh, a, my God. Yeah. Oh, here's funny. Sidebar. Kimmy Parks is the first girl I ever kissed behind a dumpster on 72nd Street in New York City. We were 11, right? She knows it. It was just a, a closed mouth <laughs> kiss. Nobody knew what they were doing. But I might have kissed her, too, actually. Oh, that's what their story is. Oh, sorry. Okay. Okay. <laughs> So many years, she would tell people that Dave Lasher was her first kiss. I'm like, screw you, man. <laughs> and she'd say, no, he was my first real kiss, if you know what I mean. So I would, uh, I was like, Dave Lasher, you st this is way before I ever met you. Oh, she was. Uh, so you really had issues with David. I did. Of course. Kimmy Parks was one of the And then he stole Scotty and then all of it. All of it. Just stealing <laughs> your, your, your girlfriends, your best friends left and right. <laughs> That's funny, Christy. Christine's astute. That's, uh, I never thought of it that way. I didn't know the Kimmy story. Yeah, well, Kim, so Kim was Seth's assistant at the first year of Family Guy. Nobody knew who he was. And he, she just introduced us. To this day, Kim has, and she'll tell you if you talk to her, she never pays for a meal when she's with me. Because she introduced me to a guy that has, you know, for the last 20 whatever years has employed me. Um, so I'm like, nope, you did. And, and we were friends and he was a big, he was a big 80s, 90s pop culture fan. So he knew a movie I did called Bring Me the Head of Dobie Gillis. Exactly. Nobody knows Bring Me the Head of Dobie Gillis. And, so, and he was a big fan of Critters. So he asked to meet me and we just, we became friends. And when American Dad came up, 
he called me and he said, can you do a voice of this kind of nerdy 14 year old? And I was so nervous because it's Seth, right? This master of voices. And I came up with one voice, put, burned a CD, which back then, do you know how long that took? Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, oh, this is a machine that was this big. Oh Lord. The CD of me doing the voice and I sent it to him. And he went, oh, cool. This is a great voice. You still have to come in an audition because I was so nervous. I didn't want to. I went in, came up with one voice, which was this combination of SpongeBob and uh, Urkel. Oh, my God. That's <laughs> good. Only, only <laughs> so voice like good. Christine, that's and, why we don't get voice work. Uh, I know. We don't go for it like that. <laughs> that's good. And I, my original thing was I did something with my neck that was so uncomfortable. And all he did, he goes, OK, do that voice again, but don't do the neck thing and just do the whatever voice you're doing. Um, and that was it. He hired me. If he had asked me to do a second voice, I've learned things since then. I would not have gotten the job because I didn't have one. I didn't have a, a second, a second voice. And that was. Oh, wow. And you guys were, you were already friends at that point. Already friends. Yeah. Oh my God. That's even harder. Yeah, I feel right, like yeah. the, when the minute you are auditioning for someone, you know, someone you're close to, because number one, you don't want to disappoint them, right? You don't, you want it to work for them because they're going to bat for you. They want you to do well. So it becomes, but so it's like an added pressure. Like an, you're putting enough pressure on yourself anyway, because you want the job, but then it's like, and I don't want to let him down. And the pressure on them if they have to say no. Oh, exactly. Oh, it's a that's, double. A, that's even worse. That's three times I've had to do that with Seth. Uh, mm. Because as much as people think, that these parts are given to me that no, I've auditioned for every single thing Seth and I have ever worked on together. And that's just because he has a studio that he has to, you know, there's, there's other people, there's other producers and, and creators. Uh, and that happened. So we did, you know, American dad now 19 seasons or something. What? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, it's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Really true. Amazing. And uh, they got me, you know, and that's again, remember, I sing on that show all the time. So there's the kind of bridge between that again. Um, well, because Seth knew that was a strength, right? Yeah. Because you were, you were friends. Yeah. And it's funny for this little dork to sing R&B music. <laughs> With the voice of an angel. <laughs> um, and and then, then how did the, the Orville, how did that? So we're at, a, we're at like a Christmas party for American Dad and Family Guy. And, you know, this rarely happens when somebody says something to you and then it happens. He goes... I remember he was smoking a cigarette outside. I probably was too. And he said, Hey Scott, do you ever want to do TV again? Like I had said something that I don't want to do TV. No, I'm done with that. I know. I was like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I think I might've played with him. Like, yeah, sure. I've, you know, for you, I would, I guess. Um, <laughs> but he says, I'm working on this show. Um, you know, want to talk to you about it sometime. Okay. Six months go by. We're at another party. He goes, so I'm close on that thing. I'm like, Oh shoot. I thought you already hired somebody. Cause I never heard from him. And it was this space show called the uh, Orville. And he wanted a, it was, you know, this kind of parody thing at the time, which grown into something else now, but, and I auditioned, I legitimately went in and, uh, and, and did well. And then they brought me back to work with another guy that was, that was Jay Lee, who's also in the show. And I got it like, but I had to wait. Like I had to do the network thing, but what was great. And you guys will know this. We didn't have to do the, the network was put on tape with Seth directing us for two hours until it was perfect. And then they showed the tape to the network. Isn't Why? See, because of COVID yeah. or what? No, no. Just cause he didn't, Seth doesn't like that. He doesn't like uh, doing that to actors. Like, okay, you have one take perform now because it's not what it's going to be anyway. 
That's so smart. That's, that's so I, you know, and I think that's actually become something that if depending on who the the creator or the director or whoever is in charge, that is like I know that Ben is a director. I know we'll do that with actors. He's like, I want to I'm do I want to do a work session right. with this person where we're working and work before the studio sees anything before. And it's so, like and once you have that too you know you're in good hands and that you're also being taken care of by the you know what i mean you're not just being thrown to the to the wolves because that's what exactly. this network does really feel like i found out later that he wrote the part for me because if you listen to some of the lines in the pilot it's all me it's like a little bit of a drinker a little bit of a doofus you know uh but he didn't want to tell me that at the time and i was like my confidence level would have been so much higher if he had told me that i guess <laughs> They want us to suffer, guys. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, when when I watch, uh, like, we'll talk about the new Ted series on Peacock, uh, but y- y- you two seem to have very similar sense of humors. Like, I when I'm when I'm watching you or listening to you on his shows, I'm like that. That sounds like Scott. It's Seth and it's Scott all at the same I time. Always, I always make the joke. I know Seth's mouth very well. Yeah, <laughs> I know the way he writes, um, and I think. That I think I are, oh, always did. We had the same humor. I don't think I learned it. I think I've been involved in all these things because he went, oh, he gets it. He gets what I'm trying to do. And all Seth is about, right? Think about it. He's a voiceover guy. He hears things long before he sees them. Mm. He's got a graph in his mind. And this is uh, live action. This is, this is voice. This is Ted. This is Orville. This is everything. And he hears something and you have to match it kind of. He'll never tell you what to do. But you either have to match it or go beyond. And he loves that when you do something different, right? He's like, oh, I never thought of that, but it's rare. So he used most actors and him, he's walking up and going, no, I need this to be louder. I need this to be a little softer. I need that. That's where he's at. And he doesn't have to do that with me. And I think that's why we work together because he gets, you know, I'm out of the way. He doesn't have to worry about me. One less thing. You're at the same radio frequency. Right. You might, are right. Yeah, our humor is the same. Um, and I get when he writes a line, I get what, how, what he wants to do there. Now, I'm not complimenting myself on that. A lot of it's potty humor. A lot of it's, you know, <laughs> it's, it's not, I'm not changing the world here, but I think that is why we continue to work. I love his, his uh, social references, right? Like from the eighties and nineties, they're so random, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I, in the Ted series, we'll talk about it. Ted, Ted says, I was the biggest star in the world. Now nobody cares about me. Now I know what Kirk Cameron felt like. And I was like, what, <laughs> an, what, a, what an obscure reference. Only, only Seth MacFarlane throws those things in there. But people love that. Love it. They love it. And, and I think that's why people like Ted, because it is kind of nostalgic 90s. And we can get away with a lot more because of what we could fortunately and unfortunately get away with back then. And that's why it is. But I never, I wasn't supposed to do Ted either. Yeah, I, how did that come about? He would bring me, we were finishing up on Orville the last season and he would bring me over. We'd have a drink and he'd show me uh, auditions or people that he, or people he was interested in to play this kind of overweight, you know, uh, schlub of a racist bigot man, you know? Um, and I never said a word. I, 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 and, and one day, you know, Seth introduced himself to my friends every time he meets them. He doesn't, he, his retention. So he didn't remember that I was from Boston and I kept having, you know, he'd be like, da, 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 in Boston. I'm like, dude, I'm from Lowell, Massachusetts. And he's like, you're from Lowell. I'm like, yes, I've told you this a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> and once he heard that again, 
I would be like, oh, I love that actor. You should get him. Da 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 da. And he, nothing was vibing with his thing. And he well, called let me just say, Christine, the accents, not only on Family Guy, but on Ted, are uh, like almost a star of the show. Your accents are phenomenal. Yeah, we did it on purpose to a bit extreme because that accent's kind of going away. And so in the 90s, it was much bigger. I know that sounds funny, but kids aren't kids don't really have Boston accents anymore because of music and social media. And it's it's, there's a lot that has to do with that. But he he said, can you can you uh, do a Zoom audition for this? And I did that thing. I was so Christine, like you said, I didn't want to disappoint my friend because this was a little out of the box. He didn't write this for me. And for the Zoom audition with other people there, I pretended that my internet went down. And so he's texting me going, what's wrong? I'm like, I can't. I said, I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's going on. Hey, I got an idea. Now that everybody, because it was like seven o'clock at night by the time uh, they kind of gave up on me. I said, I'll put myself on tape right now and send it to you. And he was like, well, how can you do it without the internet? I hung up. (laughs) (laughs) I put myself on tape with my daughter reading the lines and I had, I think I'd had a beer to relax. And that is again, why I think I got it because if I had done the live one, I probably would have screwed it up because I was be nervous to uh, the nerves, right? The, for him. the, the, the physiologically, your yeah. body would have just been handling it differently. Right, that exactly. is, did you then tell him that story I feel later? I don't or is this, the, this is, is it. This, this is, is breaking news. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll send him this now. But I mean, <laughs> you dude, you, yeah. the things we actors yeah. will do. I mean, we we had um, Will Friedle on last couple weeks that. ago who's, who's yeah, who said that, you know, he had such horrible anxiety that he lied to his the producer or director of a show and said, I'm in Mexico. I can't audition. I can't. And he was in his backyard in L.A. and he was having too much anxiety. He knew he couldn't do it. Um, But it's, it's, this is 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 an affirmation for the self tape world, which a lot of people don't like just for our, for our listeners to know actors have not auditioned in person in, I don't know how many years everyone puts themselves on tapes. And like one thing that's cool about it is you can control the product that you're sending in. Like, like you were saying, Scott, like I don't have one take in front of a room of 10 people. I'm going to send them. Right. My and that's work. And I will say, I ended up going in and having to audition with the girl that played my wife. Right. But I'd already. Oh, Alana Yubak. Amazing. Yeah. But I'd oh, already. Oh, I love Alana. I have to watch this. I I'd already had so the confidence uh, of the first audition. You know, you just want that go ahead. What you're doing is good. Continue doing that. Okay, now I can. The but minute I, you yeah. know they want you to go one step further, then there's right. a confidence boost, right? right? That right. changes. But he didn't want he didn't want Alana at first, and she knows this. Um, he didn't, and I'm like me and my girlfriend at the time were like, "You God, this is one of the most incredible actresses," and she just transforms into whatever she does. Yes, she does. Thank yeah. God, he said yes because she turned out just perfect. Yeah. So cool. Uh, Christine, Nobody you have here. to watch Nobody it. Here. I will. It, I will. In this politically correct world, I cannot believe what Seth MacFarlane is allowed to say and get away with. I really, I, I can't. Weirdly can't enough, David, I think that's why it's a hit because people. Yes. Okay. It's a bear. It's this idiotic guy because I had to exaggerate it so that you didn't. Uh, you weren't angry with him. You're just like, oh, he's a schmuck. He's an idiot. That's what you laugh at. So it's a bear. He curses. There's yeah. more f words. There's uh, he's smoking no. pot with kids. Yeah. He, he, I mean, it, 
Yeah. yeah, it's it's so good. I recommend everyone should watch this. Because, yeah, I think we've become so uh, like I don't know a network precious. show. Precious. Yeah, we're so precious and everyone's so sensitive. It's time for a show that just like throws it all out there. Let's yeah. go for it again. You know, I mean, the mustache I have in it is specifically for how can we make this guy so kind of unattractive. <laughs> that we're gonna perm his hair. This is real. Perm- <laughs> oh my god! Dude, Jill said, did, did "Scott, did you gain weight for the role?" Twenty pounds, yeah, and twenty pounds. Because Jill was like, "That's not. We just saw you at Scotty's yeah. birthday." Yeah, I gained twenty. It was fun. I had already started because Orva was over. So. <laughs> I had already, I had already started my weight gain journey. <laughs> so it was like just, I just yeah. It was just a just couple, couple, couple pizzas away from being there. At, at our age, <laughs> the weight gain piece. journey can go very quickly. Absolutely. <laughs> It's better than having to lose 20. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> um, you guys, we, we can't keep you any longer. This has been, I knew it would go by fast, but dude, you're the greatest. Oh, oh my God. And the one, and the, the other thing, because I now Ted's on my list, but I do, I, congratulations on Oppenheimer. I still haven't oh, seen yeah. it. It's on my, it's on the top of my list to hey, watch. I, I need to settle. Again, that's, that's again, a self-tape. Chris Nolan, two days after my self-tape called, I want you on this, two days turned into three weeks because Robert Downey Jr. wanted me next to him at all times as his lawyer. Lucky. That's lucky because he didn't know me. He didn't know my acting. So, and who, who filmed your self-tape? Uh, Scott Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> there you oh, go. All, all things come <laughs> back to Scott circle. Campbell. So all things, I think the other moral to the story here is all things come back to if you can sing your ass off, Maybe. then you will have a very long career in show business because that is what you've <laughs> proven. Lessons, everybody. Guys, oh. I'm such a big fan of both of yours and on so many different levels. And I appreciate this uh, this um, this interview. I, I, I feel I looked at all the people that have been on. I'm like, I don't belong here. <laughs> you so belong here. This oh, was Scotty. a blast. This hey. was so too much fun. Too yeah, much we, fun. we're going to have to do a part two, but um, we're rooting for Oppenheimer at the Oscars, man. That would be yeah. sick. That'd be great. Let's congrats. I, thanks, guys. Appreciate you both. All right. Thanks, yes. Scotty. Grimes. So much love. Bye. Love you, buddy. What a sweetheart. Right. I mean, I mean, literally, I think just, we, you know, we have people on as our guests and our friends and and who who have really worked consistently over the year but this this redefines that because the the projects that he's been a part of that have gone years decades um and 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 again i i always love the 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 actor who's so appreciative of all of it doesn't take one ounce of it for granted is willing right. by the way to me a friend that's even willing to continuously audition for you know, your friend, like at a certain point you might say, dude, how many more times do I need to audition? Right. You know but what like, I can no do. no ego. He just is like, just but loves the But I think because, because he always had to fight and work for his roles, that's why he's kept this attitude of, of gratitude. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, if there is such a thing as a blue collar worker, as successful as Scott Grimes, that's what it is, right? Yeah. He is, he never became the guy that was getting... 10 offers or 10 scripts a week. Do you want to do this? Do you want to do that? But because he was so good and so professional and such yes. a good person too. He, t- he talks about the hang. Like you want to be around Scott Grimes. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. just well, that guy. By the way, I mean, if, if Russell Crowe wants to be around right. Scott Grimes, that <laughs> says something, right? Like that's, yeah. that speaks volumes. Um, awesome. That was a yeah, great, great this was a good uh, one. time. So thanks, David, for... 
I, yes. I mean, we got to meet uh, Scott Campbell has got to make an appearance at some point. Uh, I think Scott Campbell, <laughs> who, whose girlfriend is Heather McComb. Oh my gosh. Yes. We I should did not know this. Two of the most a, working, talented actors. That's a, that would be a great episode. It would be. Those two. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you enjoyed Scott Grimes. And uh, we'll be back next week. We got a good one. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe and give us five stars. And please follow us on Instagram at Hey Dude, the 90s called. See you next time. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.